Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Danielle Avari here at the VSIN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook today with Vinny Maiulo and Jeff Parles on the desk as well. Thanks to Jeff for making some time for us today. Uh, we have, of course, NBA playoff action going on. We're going to talk about the Stanley Cup. We're going to bring in a very special guest for that. But first things first, it's Wednesday, which means there's a new issue of Point Spread Weekly out. You can check that out at vsin.com. You can buy one single issue or you can get it for free if you just subscribe to vsin. Uh, today, uh, today's article uh, has a lot of great information from a lot of different sports. Steve Mackin actually took a look at college football statistics from last season and explores which ones could actually be useful or not to predict better or worse seasons for a few teams. So I cannot believe we're already talking about college football. But Vinny, you guys have win totals up. Have you seen some action come in? Yes. Uh, actually, uh, uh, regular season wins this year uh, for conference games only. You put up every conference. Uh, we did not use Notre Dame uh, and BYU. We did use them, though, in a, uh, quite a few uh, regu- uh, uh, games of the year. But in terms of the regular season wins with the conference games, here's a trend. Betting Alabama over and betting Alabama in the games of the year and betting against Auburn in both regular season wins and games of the year. Jeff. I, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm stunned on the first I'm one. I'm shocked. Uh, uh, Auburn, uh, Auburn's obviously uh, – Obviously, Brian Harson's the head coach there now, mm-hmm. former Boise State head coach. I'm, I'm kind of surprised on the games of the year. Obviously, though, a lot of those games of the year are going to be SEC West games in Georgia, which Auburn's a lot worse than LSU, Alabama, mm-hmm. and Georgia going yeah. into this year. But we're glad. You know, I was talking to Chris Andrews and Jimmy Vaccaro. Uh, we did the exercise early this year. It gave us a head start on power ratings and getting uh, getting a jump on things, too. So, uh, it's been a very busy summer, probably the busiest summer that we've ever had. We'll get into that more uh, uh, during the course of today and the rest of this week and talk about it. But uh, there's no slow time, no rest for the wicked. And, uh, you know, by all accounts, uh, us bookmakers are wicked to the, to the folks out there. Well, so you said your win totals just have conference games in them. So for people who don't know, why did you guys decide to do that? And how did it affect your handicap this year being obviously different, just like last season was different? Yeah, good question. And the reason for it is there's still the COVID factor, Daniel. So typically when you, know, when you, when you put up regular season wins, and again, always pay attention to the rules, pay attention to stipulations. Every game must be played because you're putting up a number based on those games. Well, we went with a conference games because even if a non-conference game Gets, gets canceled, the likelihood of a conference game getting canceled and then rescheduled is far more likely, we believe, this year than a non-conference game. So that was our, that was our reasoning there. And plus a little bit of a different handicap for folks to, to think about out there. Jeff, have you made any bets this year for college football or looked at it at all? I know we have a lot of other so, stuff going so, on. So, so Danielle, it, it usually <laughs> in a normal – well, last year kind of messed everything up for obvious reasons. But usually we're about a week away from really looking at college football mm-hmm. for me. It's – it's July tomorrow, which was a shock to me when I when I realized that. But nothing yet. Uh, obviously, this year's a, a little bit of a different handicap because most teams are returning about 65 to 70 percent of their starters because of the COVID rules. Uh, the one team that is not though, 
is Tim Murray's Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So oh, that might no. be a team that I look to fade going into the year. Uh, are you looking to get an Alabama ticket like everybody else? I know that Tim I, I, Murray got I mean, one you're, early you're last year. You're basically asking them to run the table in the SEC, which, mm-hmm. look, I mean, they probably will run that, the table. Is that a but, bad bet? But uh, <laughs> it just, again, you're asking for perfection. But with them, they usually give you perfection. The yeah. one thing about Alabama, everybody, you know, not only do they reload, but they reload. <laughs> <laughs> the best recruiting class of all time this you year. Know? And they've had to reload not only with players, but with coaches. And they do it every year. Think about it. Yeah, it's like clockwork. Yeah. Uh, what other teams besides teams in the SEC are seeing the most action for you guys? Uh, certainly uh, the Mountain West. Uh, we used uh, one and a half uh, for, uh, for UNLV. Uh, but uh, I would say uh, just if you go up and down the board, ACC, so uh, the ACC teams as well, mm-hmm. and the big, the big conferences are getting the most attention in terms of the games of the year. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. What do you guys think is going to happen with my UCLA versus LSU week one? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you have that at now, Vinny? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's the real question I care about here, obviously. You only a, care about UCLA in week one. Is yeah. that it? Let me get that number for that's you. That's pretty so much the only college the... football team I can uh, – I, <laughs> I don't want to say confidently bet on because sometimes I might have to fade them, but usually I just don't even go that way. Uh, LSU? But, yeah. Two. So, that, so UCLA's been bet then, Vinny? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by me, of course. Why do Naturally. you think that? I'm a number mover. Um, but, yeah, so obviously, as Jeff said, uh, we'll be looking at the college football season a little bit more as we get past the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup. But we're going to talk about that today. We're going to bring on Eddie Olchuk in just a few minutes to talk about the Stanley Cup. And uh, let's also talk about tonight's NBA playoff game right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Happy Wednesday. Danielle Alvari here at the VSIN studio with Vinny Maiulo on the desk today. And Jeff Parles has joined us as well. Uh, we were just talking a little bit about college football. Yes, it's never too early. But tonight, let's talk about right now. We have the NBA playoffs continuing. Uh, game six going on. Again, as I mentioned, too, we'll bring in Eddie Olchek to talk about the Stanley Cup finals going on in just a few minutes. But I want to get to this game really quick. Game six, Suns at Clippers. Pick them. So you just have to pick which side is going to win here. Total sitting at 215, uh, which, by the way, is the same number Game 5 opened at before it fell to 213 and a half. Do you think we're going to see another low-scoring game, Jeff? So the one key denominator so far in these games have been possessions have been low. These games have been played in the low 90s possessions. And that's why, again, that Game 5 total went too low because of 164 points in Game 4. You're going to see a little bit of a reaction. I think that 214 and a half is about right. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I wouldn't play that. You're starting to see some ones on Phoenix pop, which uh, I was going to bet the Clippers a pick anyway. If you're going to give me the point, I'll take the Clippers. It just every single time they've been against the wall in this postseason, they've managed to come through. And Paul George coming off, uh, he has been great since Kawhi Leonard has gone out. This the other night was his best performance by far, and that's why the Clippers are really playing. Reggie Jackson's been really good as well. It's one all of the those accessories he has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of those uh, one of those pops is here. Suns are now one uh, here at South Point. So yeah. uh, from Pickham, uh, two one, and uh, yeah, this is uh, they, the the uh, the Clippers have shown their resiliency once again. But uh, we'll see uh, if they can get it done at home tonight. To um, force um, game imagine b- saying that yeah. sentence even a month ago. <laughs> down two zero, down seventeen in Dallas in the in the first quarter. Exactly. The resilient Clippers. That's yeah. a sentence we've and never been able Kawhi to say. And now down Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Uh, Vinny, uh, I have to imagine that most people are taking the Suns tonight. What is the book looking for to happen tonight? Well, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, we're probably you know we, we're still you know a couple hours away, uh, but I 
think, uh, you know, actually four hours away. I think it'll be a pretty good two-way betting game. And I think yeah. anybody looking to bet the Clippers is waiting to see if this number goes higher yeah. than Suns won. So, uh, but I think it'll be a good two-way betting game. And, and, and you can make a case for both teams. I mean, the Clippers now, they've played without Kawhi the entire series. They've had to do so during the course of the season. Um, I, you know, I think the public is certainly going to be on the Suns. Uh, but more serious uh, or more uh, professional and seasoned betters are going to look to see as many, uh, how many points they can get and the best price with the L.A. Clippers. Well, NBA action is not the only thing we have going on tonight. We also have the Stanley Cup, and so we have to bring in a guest for this, you know, from NHL and NBC the analyst. We have Eddie Olchek. Eddie, thanks so much for joining us. Danielle, Vinny, nice to be with you. Thanks for having me. Eddie, always good to have you, buddy. So we've only had a game one so far. The Lightning were dominant in that game. And tonight we have game two, Canadians at Lightning, 8 p.m. Eastern. Total sitting at five. Uh, the under, a little bit higher here. The juice on the over, actually. So obviously we saw a six-point game. Uh, do you think that we're going to see a high-scoring game again tonight or are things going to tighten up a bit? No, I would think that, uh, you know, Montreal isn't going to try to play as uh... – Let's see the proper word. Rambunctious as, as much as they did in game one. I mean, they found themselves in a penalty box a couple of times. You don't want to play that game with the Tampa Bay power play. I mean, they're clicking it, you know, to, I think just under like 38.5% for the playoffs, which is absolutely just, I mean, absolutely off the charts. Now, in fairness to Montreal, they were on a heck of a run going into game one of the Stanley Cup final where they had, you know, killed, I think, 30 of 30 penalties that they have taken. But this is a much different animal that uh, that Montreal is facing in the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, I would I would tend to look at this being, you know, a, you know, a, a 3-1, 4-1 type of game. And, you know, I mean, it's obviously right around the number. But I, I don't see, you know, I don't see a 6-5 or a 5-3 type of game. I, I don't know if Montreal can generator score um, as much as Tampa could. And I think, look, if ever got to a track meet type of game, certainly that would favor Tampa. And I don't think Montreal wants to play that. So I would look for, you know, a real, you know, a lot more of a snug of a game. Both teams know each other a little bit more uh, predictable out of Montreal. And uh, we'll see how Tampa responds. But uh, I, I would look, uh, you know, I would look more at a, at a lower total than, thinking that uh, it's going to be another, you know, 5-1 or, you know, a 5-2 type of game. Eddie, uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, we've not, we've seen the uh, the Canadians. They've not gone down 0-2 in any of their series so far. But, again, right. I, I'm in agreement right. with you. This uh, this Tampa team is a different animal. Look at the start, and it starts with yeah. Kucherev, right? I mean, two goals the other night right. and an assist. And they kind of harassed him quite a bit. Do you look for the game? Yeah. Uh, the game plan by uh, the Canadians to change even more. Things things got pretty chippy the other night, particularly yeah. late in the game. So do, can we anticipate a bit, more bit control, of a more? Uh, yeah, yeah go more ahead. control. Yeah, more control, Vinny. I, I think that that's kind of where I was headed there. I, look, I, you know, game one, you know, neither one of these teams have seen each other for a long time. Uh, you know, the Habs, uh, the Canadians playing in the Northern Division, and you know, Tampa staying down in the Central and. And all of a sudden, here they are. I mean, you have two Eastern teams. We haven't had that since the early 80s, I think, when the Flyers and Islanders played each other, you know, two mm -hmm. Eastern-based teams in a Stanley Cup final. But I think if you're Montreal, I, I just it, – it, I don't think – look, you want to pick your spots. You want to be selective. So, you know, I mean, it's almost like in the NBA when you know, somebody is yeah. coming down the lane or in the paint, there's a time and a place to go ahead and get an elbow in somebody's grill. You know, I mean, that's just, that's just playoff sports. And I think that Montreal will continue to do that. But I think – when you watched a lot of the stuff that happened, I mean, I, I made mention the other night when I did the game, 
there was a shift there late in the game. Shea Weber slashed Nikita Kucherov, yep. and then Ben Girard cross-checked him in the face, and you know, and and uh, uh, and he took a penalty. You know, I think on the replay, I explained that you know the referee obviously missed the slash by uh, Shea Weber, and I think I said verbatim as you know, even Paul Bunyan would be appreciative of that slash. I mean, it was just. <laughs> You know, I mean, he got a good piece of him, and he ended up getting a five thousand dollar fine after the fact. So, uh, I think more control for Montreal, and, and uh, I'm not saying sitting back and letting Tampa come at you, but you got to be much more selective than you were the other night. Because I think the other night they just got caught up in the emotions, and when you get down three, four goals, now you're just looking to put a hurt on somebody. And I think that was Montreal's mo. So I expect a closer game tonight, Vinny. Eddie, uh, just the, obviously the Lightning coming off that seven-game series against the Islanders, similar enough styles between the Isles and the Canadiens. Just how much did that seven-game war against the Isles help Tampa in in really facing a team that's not as talented and is also on kind of a miraculous run in comparisons to what yeah. uh, we've seen over the last few years? Yeah, I mean, I think their recent history, you know, kind of speaks for itself. And, you know, the defending Stanley Cup champions, they had a real hard series in round one against Florida. You know, round two against Carolina, it was more of a strategic, tactical chess game type. It wasn't as physical. And then, I'm quite honestly, I did I did all seven games in that series uh, mm-hmm. for NBC mm-hmm. and NBCSN between the Islanders and, and Lightning and, you know, game one and game seven, I mean, they, they really weren't very physical. I mean, everything like, it was hard. Don't get me wrong, but it was, a, you know, the, the games, you know, two through six were at times were nasty and, and you really kind of felt like you played almost a double header on some of those nights, but you know, Montreal, you're right. I mean, look, Montreal is not a gifted offensive team. They're not. And I said before the game started is where, where I thought that, you know, Tampa had Montreal over a barrel was at the center ice position. When you look at the depth that they have it with the Braden points and Anthony Cirelli and Yanni Gord and even Tyler Johnson, you're going up against a team that, you know, has a couple of real young guys and Kakaniemi and, and Suzuki and then Philip Deneau is a checking guy and he doesn't have any goals in these playoffs. So I just thought that that's really where the domination would happen. And uh, in game one, certainly that came to fruition, but, you know, look at, I think any time that you're a winner, you've recently won, you can rely on that more so than anything else, even the type of series that you come off of. And you look at Montreal's got Carey Price. Um, they know how to win close games. This, you know, seems to be their year. But uh, look at, I'm not going to say this is a must win tonight for Montreal, but I'm going to say it's an MUS, and I'm going to start crossing the T here after the first or second period because. I just don't see the Canadians coming back if they, you know, if they lose to, if they get down to nothing. Now, again, we know what happened in round one. They were down three games and one to Toronto, but the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are not the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's make that perfectly clear. Eddie, what was John Cooper's message uh, late in the game when he left his top power play unit on the ice? <laughs> I had to tell you, right? The game is a foregone conclusion at that point, but there yeah. you see, right? Yeah. I mean, Stamkos yeah. and company are out there trying to, yeah. you know, put in a yeah. well, I don't, I don't think it was quite – I'm not going to say what was the subtlety, but what, what was that message by, uh, by uh, John Cooper, uh, head, yeah. uh, head coach of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning? Yeah, look at Vinny. I said it during the broadcast. Like, look at. I mean, it's it's a it's a four one game, and I look at people are watching for different for different reasons, yes. right? And I, we know that it landed on the total at four to one. And you think with two and a half minutes left to go in the game, okay, they're just going to ride the clock yep. out, and whatever. But you know, look at. I said during the broadcast. Look at if you're going to have a player take liberties on your top player, 
you're going to put your best power play unit out there, and you're going to try to embarrass them. You're going to try to make it 5-1, 6-1, 7-1. That's what they did, and I don't mind that. Look, at if it's a ticky-tack power, if it's a ticky-tack penalty late in the game, I don't think you're going to sit there and try right. to embarrass or show up anybody. I didn't mind it at all. I'm all for it, to be honest with you. I've seen that a couple of times in these playoffs. And if you're going to take liberties on our best players or take, you know, let's see, uh, you know, dumb penalties, mm-hmm. we're going to embarrass you a different way. We're not going to fight you with sticks or gloves or whatever. We're going to say, you know what, that score is going to go to six, seven, eight, nothing, if eight to one or whatever the score was at the time, four to one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't mind it at all. And, uh, you know, look at the players love it. And uh, they ended up cashing in and uh, they ended up, uh, you know, Fortunately for the people that uh, hope that game would uh, you know, be overwhelming, it certainly ended up that way with a 5-1 win. Yeah. Well, uh, for someone who uh, had the over, <laughs> I, I did enjoy the five forwards at the end of the game there, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, just uh, uh, looking at the con Smythe here, and obviously the series isn't over, but look, Tampa's a, a $6 favorite uh, at most yeah. spots right now. Uh, Eddie, would you be leaning towards the goaltender Vasilevsky, or would you look at – uh, the other two favorites right now that are Kucherov and uh, Braden Point, who obviously had that uh, massive would, goal yeah. streak. Yeah, I would look at Braden Point. I would be, uh, I would be looking at that. I had a, actually a couple of buddies asked me earlier in the playoffs, and I said, you know what, I, I, I thought he was flat out awesome last year, and kind of thought that you know that he he would have been. If I had a vote, I, I would have certainly voted for him. But I would look at Braden Point. You're right, that nine game. You know, goal scoring streak. I mean, only two players in the history of the NHL that have had you know nine or more, which is just it's incredible. And uh, I would look at him. Look, he's off to a great start in this uh, you know in this final. You know, Vasilevsky really, I mean, really wasn't tested the other night, but you know, he still find a way to to win a hockey game. So um, I would say, you know, with 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 the people available uh, and the price, I think last time I saw, I think the last time I saw price was I think, or I'm sorry. Uh, point was i think i don't know if he was plus 325 or not i don't know if that's dropped or not but i remember looking at that maybe maybe day two days ago you, you all can tell me better than that but i would certainly look at Braden point as a definite uh whatever his number would be i would not you know i would encourage people to get their feet wet on him because if he goes on another heater here in the final uh you'd be hard pressed to to not look at him as a real serious candidate even with kucherov and vasileski assuming that tampa wins Braden Point sitting at plus 250 on DraftKings right okay. now for those who are interested. Hey, Eddie, I, I would be remiss. Now, listen, nobody knows more about hockey. and love to talk to Eddie about <laughs> hockey and everything, but it's a tradition. When Eddie and I are talking, right, we got to mention horse racing. Now, oh, we got of course. Now this, of course, Eddie calls a lot of the races and does a great job, uh, handicaps them. So I know, Eddie, you've had to answer a million Stanley Cup questions, so I'm going to talk about just a quick question right, for you. Jimmy. I mean, we got uh, we got the Suburban coming up at uh, at Belmont uh, next, uh, actually this weekend, which with the Breeders' Cup Classic implications. And then uh, Saturday, two weeks later, the Haskell at Monmouth. I want to get your opinion as a better uh, for uh, the folks uh, that are going to be going to Monmouth, Eddie. Uh, I'm, I'm, they, they announced they're going to give full, I mean, uh, uh, fixed odds wagering on the whips, on the win place and show wagers at Monmouth, starting with this upcoming meet. How does that intrigue you and how does that interest you from a, from a betting perspective? Well, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not really sure – what is, you know, why things have transpired like they have. I mean, look at the, 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 you know, Monmouth is an interesting place with the, you know, with the whip rule, the lack there of the whip rule and, mm-hmm. and what have you. But, um, 
you know, like I, I think any time that you can bring in the casual wager, the casual better, and introduce them to horse racing and know exactly that, hey, when I walk up to the window, I know exactly what I'm going to get at any particular time. And look, there's a lot of, you know, you, 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 you become, uh, you know, you're out there. When, you, when you're going ahead and you're, and you're giving kicks out in horse racing, um, you know, you're putting yourself out there. So look, at it, if you like something and you can get on it early, then, you know, certainly great. So I'm, I'm all for um, whatever we can do, we being horse racing, to, uh, you know, be a little bit more mainstream uh, instead of the, you know, the parimutuel wagering that we have and, and uh, whatever. Remember, I mean, horse racing was, you know, horse racing, was and always will be the first. It wasn't fantasy sports. Horse racing was always the first yep. mutual real deal. And uh, But I, I'll be interested. I'm supposed to be working the Haskell Vinny um, going there for NBC. So i uh, got to get some, got to jump through a couple of hoops here. Hockey will be over by then. But I'm hoping that I'll be on the broadcast and uh, I'll be on site and I'll, uh, I'll be wearing out a path to the wagering window, I'm sure. Well, time. I know that, buddy. And we'll be texting, I'm sure, that day as well. <laughs> Comparing notes. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much to Eddie Olchek, NHL and NBC analyst. Uh, make sure you check him out on Twitter as well. Eddie, thanks so much. We appreciate you taking the time. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Take Bye. care, Eddie. See you, buddy. So, Vinny, since you brought up some horse racing, I obviously, uh, admittedly, not my sport. Not something I know a lot not about. Not yet. Not yet it's not. All you're right. Me, I, give do, me time. I do, adopt, <laughs> give I me do time. adopt every sport, it seems. Yes. Uh, but uh, New Jersey, fixed bet horse racing just came out the other day. I'm, at Monmouth. That's what we were just chatting about. So, they're going to try Are we happy about that or not? I think it's I think it's a good thing because okay. uh, that's typically the way it's done in Europe. But uh, folks, typically in sports, they like to know what they're going to win at yeah. the time of their wager. And now they're going to get that opportunity at Monmouth Park. We'll see if it expands. All right. That is all I have on horse racing for today so unfortunately that is our only horse uh, topic today but coming up next we'll talk about the college world series stay with us right here on my guys in the desert to the oddstrader.com studio at the South Plank Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com and remember you can download the free oddstrader app right now and start winning with the up to the second info you need. Daniel Alvari, Vinny Maiulo, and Jeff Carls back on My Guys in the Desert ready to talk about the College World Series best of three here. So do or die game going on tonight. Mississippi State versus Vanderbilt 7 p.m. Eastern start for this one. Uh, Mississippi State plus 105 on the money line. Vanderbilt minus 129 and our own Matt Neverett, our producer here said he is on the run line for Vanderbilt, which you can get for plus 160. Uh, Vinny, where are you mm. seeing most of the action for this game? Dog. It's definitely Mississippi State. We open a game minus 50, and uh, now we're down to uh, minus a quarter. Total on the game, seven and a half under. But to the run line, we had minus one and a half plus 20. So we did minus uh, 40 on plus from, uh, one and a half with Mississippi State. Now, uh, now it is now uh, down. Uh, we're up to plus 60. So think about this. It's up to $1.80. So again, if you're taking the runs, you're gonna in a, in a closer game, you're gonna lay lay the price, 
Uh, but if you're uh, if you're laying the runs, you're going to take a price. So uh, a move here to the dog in both uh, on the money line and the run line parlay. I don't get it. All right. I don't get it. I, look, you're going to lay the best price. Then I know. I, I'm going to. You're going to end up. I'm going to end up betting Vanderbilt. I mean, I, I didn't plan on betting this because I assumed that the price was going to get out of control yeah. because. I mean, Kumar Rocker is, the, is at worst the second-best pitcher in the country. Mm-hmm. It's it, it just a matter of what you think of his teammate Jack Leiter, who is also phenomenal and was awesome in game one of this three-game series. But that's surprising to me. I, I, I know Mississippi State is throwing their ace on three days rest today. But, uh, look, uh, obviously uh, obviously people saw that blowout last yeah. night. And, yeah. and the public is saying, wait a second, why is the team that won by – by a dozen last night, a dog in this. Let's just take them and not realizing that Rocker's on the other side. Well, the other thing is, right, you got a little bit of pedigree going here, too, right, when you think about it. What's Vandy going for their this see, fourth this title be, in seven years? And it would be back-to-back because right? third title in the, seven the, years. The, uh, so. the no tournament last year yeah. would be the, uh, the, uh, the sixth back-to-back mm-hmm. ever in the College World Series history. Yeah. So is that a situation where you guys would look at it like Mississippi State is going to fight harder because they haven't won one before or that uh, Vanderbilt is going to have an advantage for having been here before and done it before? Well, I think a couple of things, I mean, a couple of factors. Definitely the fact that Vandy is the defending champs, and uh, I think they're you know they're deeper pitching wise. And after right. last night where they got pounded like that, uh, you know, I mean they did win game one, but look, uh, and these games will move a lot quicker too. I mean, when I say that this game has moved twenty five cents, uh, it's it certainly moves a lot quicker uh, to the market and, and the betting. Uh, than uh, than an, uh, an NL or an AL game, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we'll do plenty of business on, it, and it'll get tied to to the major league slate uh, tonight as well. So, uh, look, I think at some point there'll be plenty. Of, there'll be there'll be Vanderbilt money before this game uh, uh, starts at four o'clock Pacific. When we look at an NBA game, especially a six or a seven, we usually tend to think, oh, defense is going to tighten up, less scoring. How does baseball operate differently, especially college baseball? Total sitting at seven and a half, yeah. minus 110 on both sides. Just look, look, at, look at these games. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was last score, 13 to two? <laughs> Aluminum bats? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and people love offense. Yeah, game one with Jack Leiter on the mound went over in the first inning. Yeah. I mean, Again, it, it's just you'd never really see a total like that in in, in a college. Uh, really, the college tournament is when the lines really become predominant. You normally don't see a line like that ever, regardless of how, two, how good the two pitchers are. Oh, Vinny, go ahead. Yeah, and by the way, Dak Prescott in attendance. He, he's not going to play tonight. We, should, we sure that. about that? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure okay. he's not going to. He's not throwing tonight. <laughs> Vinny, how have you seen the handle grow on the College World Series in the last couple of years? Uh, it's, it's grown uh, because, again, I think the TV coverage and the fact that the tournament is, you know, there's more games on the tournament and built leading up to the uh, best two out of three at the end. So, listen, there's no question, television and, and the viewing, the availability, uh, not just on TV but on video streaming and the fact that there's a lot more exposure uh, of the events, the games, uh, certainly adds to people's betting. And people will tend to bet on uh, something more so uh, that, well, knowing that they can watch it. They want to be entertained. Part of that entertainment package is the betting aspect of it. When we take a look at this pitching matchup tonight, I know that uh, Jeff was mentioning that we're seeing both of the aces kind of on the mound here. Who has the advantage? I know, Vinny, also you said that Vanderbilt has a deeper pitching roster. V- Vandy yeah. has the advantage. Yeah, Vandy. yeah. yeah. Look, look, and and 
no disrespect for. Because we're seeing, for, I mean, assembly close line, yeah, like you said. Look, I, I, th I really do think that this is a scenario where Mississippi State has been very impressive in this tournament. And yep. look, they have been better pitching in this tournament. It's just that for me, it's hard for me to bet against Kumar Rocker, who, again, if it wasn't for his teammate Jack Leiter, would be clearly the best pitcher in the country. So mm -hmm. that's why I like Vandy so much. Definitely. Just too much talent on the roster oh, to be yeah, betting yeah, against. Exactly. All right, well, let's move up to the major leagues next. We'll talk about the MLB slate right here on My Guys in the Desert. your sports betting wardrobe with some new VSIN gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs with the VSIN logo or fun sports betting sayings like cash and tickets is what it's all about. And it's not under till it's over. I've lived that one. Visit the VSIN store today at vsin.com slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. That's vsin.com slash store. Vinny, do we have uh, anything on there like picture of you or any, any of your sayings? Thank toggle? you, Danielle. Is Thank toggle you. on there? It should be. If it's not, I want a toggle it should shirt. be. You want a toggle shirt? A toggle shirt. tee. There you go. Okay. Toggle tee. Uh, let's take a look at a game that is not really toggling. The Brewers and the Cubs. I had to double check this score live here at the end of the seventh inning. Brewers up 15 to 7. Wow. Uh, live line on DraftKings, uh, plus 8 for the Cubs. Anything I could interest you in, Jeff? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> uh, not, nothing like your, uh, your, seven nothing, your seven run top of the first for the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Only to be trailing by the bottom of the fourth, an eight spot for Milwaukee in the bottom of the fourth, and and Vinny, this uh, this was a race that looked like it was going to be very tight in the NL Central between these two teams, and but not but over, not for the first spot. <laughs> over the last week, the Brewers and the Cubs have gone obviously in opposite directions. Yeah. Assuming the Cub the uh, Brewers don't give up a touchdown and a two point conversion here late, the Brewers are going to be six games clear of Chicago. Yeah, they're looking to sweep this series yeah. here, right? I mean, when I say, you know, going into the season, these were not the teams that we figured to be battling for the, the top spot. I mean, we, we figured it would be uh, certainly St. Louis, which, again, I mean, it's, it's still, there's still time for that to happen. Uh, but the fact of the matter is this has been a surprise. I mean, and the Brewers winning seven straight coming into this game. Uh, the Cubbies, you know, slipping at the, uh, you know, right before as we start getting closer to the, to the All-Star game. But, uh, yeah, now you're looking at the uh, – at at a team who up seven nothing, right? You're going to avoid the sweep, and then by the you know by the second inning, they're behind here. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Well, and also too, the one big thing for the Cubs, one really bad look for the Cubs in this series. The Brewers are one of the worst offensive teams in baseball. Gave up 31 runs so far yeah. in this series, and 14. It was the 10 run eighth the other night. And now you're giving up 15 tonight today. It just Going the wrong direction and, if you're the North Siders. And on and on the verge of sweeping. And by the way, they did and they bet the Brewers today too. They bet on the sweep. And we opened them dollar forty, we closed them a dollar fifty four here at the sound point. So um, and they bet the game over. There, there you well, go. They didn't Eight have a problem with nine. that one. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, and tuck to, that ticket away. And hold to Jeff's point, yeah. Brewers dead last in the MLB's batting average as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yet 
Here we go, fifteen to seven. Uh, Vinny, you brought up the uh, the Cardinals, St. Louis. They did get a win today, seven mm -hmm. to four, but it was against the Diamondbacks. Are people still fading the Diamondbacks? Now three and twenty-four in June. Yes, we need the Diamondbacks every day, and that's not going <laughs> to shock anybody, I'm sure. Right? I mean, um, again, every now and then, uh, you know, you'll see some pros taking advantage of a price. Uh, with them, but uh, this game they laid 30 cents worth of Cardinals money today, from a dollar 80 to a close of 210, and that was a lot, a lot of parlays uh, with the Cardinals getting things off, uh, off and started today for for a lot of betters. But again, uh, the total on the game, believe it or not, they bet this uh, this game under. I was a little surprised at that, from uh, nine to eight and a half. I, I know this may come off as as mean towards a major league baseball team, but I really. I'm upset that the Diamondbacks actually won in San Diego on Saturday, Danielle, because I just wanted to see how long that road losing streak could have gone because this was the series against the Cardinals that I pinpointed to. All right, if they're going to win a road game, it's probably going to be in St. Louis. Cardinals mm -hmm. just lost the series to Pittsburgh yeah. at home, mm -hmm. for goodness sake, and now uh, not competitive in three games at all. No, this is... Again. It's unfathomable how bad this team is. No, it really yeah. is. And it's and, and and there's no there's no relief in sight. This is not going to be some kind of Cinderella story where all of a sudden after the All Star break we're going to see. I, I I just don't see the talent level. Yeah. Well, good news for run line betters who want to fade the D backs, I guess. <laughs> uh, Rays and Nationals in the bottom of the fourth here. The Nationals are actually up by one six to five, uh, but the Rays uh, should be the better team here. Uh, but we've seen a little bit of pickup here from the Nationals. What do you think so far? Well, when you look at the Nationals, right, 13 out of 16, one 13 out of 16 coming into this game. Here's what's interesting about the Nationals. We touched on this on Monday, uh, you know, Danielle uh, uh, with the. Uh, uh, Will Hill and uh, Amal Shah. You, the, what are the Nationals going to do here, right? All of a sudden now they're 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 over 500 for the first time since the uh, the first week of the season, and it looked like they were going to be sellers. Particularly, they were going to get a lot of calls for Scherzer, who's going to be a free mm -hmm. agent at the end of the year. Well, now do, do all of a sudden the Nationals, who you know, won again, beat the Mets the other night in a, in a makeup game. Uh, they're in second place. They're competing. You know, you look at what Schwarber's doing, and now I don't, obviously he's gonna he's gonna cool off at some point. But you have to wonder, like there's so there's the season plan, and then there's the long term plan for them, right? Because the smart thing would probably be to say, you know what, I don't know if we're gonna re-sign Scherzer. Do, do we become sellers? Can we still become competitive, or you know, look towards it? I don't know, but um, it, the fact of the matter is, the Nationals are making things very. Interesting. They were, we, you know, we had them earmarked for the bottom portion of the division. But again, with a, with an entire second half to go, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, they did uh, actually bet the raise in this game uh, from a dollar twenty, and uh, they closed uh, at a dollar twenty-seven. So more money on the raise today, uh, with the total at uh, nine and a half as well, which was bet under. Most surprising part of this game is Kyle Schwarber hasn't homered. What's wrong with him? Yeah. What's wrong with him? Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, though. You bring up a good point, uh, Vinny. It is going to be a very tricky month mm -hmm. for the Nationals because if they're look if they're three games back and they played the Mets pretty well so far this year, yeah, I think you have to go for it and you have to keep Scherzer and you have to again Schwarber's on a one-year deal too and his value is at the peak of what you could possibly get from as well. So you're in a tricky spot if you're only uh, two to four games out right. of the division, which looks like it's a distinct possibility. Yeah. 
What about the Rockies and Pirates? Top of the seventh for this game here. Rockies up five to two. Liveline up plus three for the Pirates. Another great team to fade usually. Uh, and you're seeing a little bit of juice on the minus three for the Rockies. So people are still taking the Rockies minus three despite only being up by three right now. Uh, what do we think of this? Great matchup. Just two great teams for us to talk about here. Well, I, I know this. The favorites are, uh, you know, it's, it's not like the dogs are barking today. Not, today. Uh, not this week, actually. Dollar <laughs> uh, sixty-five on the close here. So uh, off the dollar fifty opener, eleven for the total game that was bet under. I mean, it's uh, uh, they're, they're scoring runs here, uh, but uh, did we did use eleven and a half on the opener? But uh, it was about the Rockies today. Well, looking it, okay on the under right now. Yeah, look, I don't like betting unders at Coors under any circumstance, especially coming off I do. Off you a, get great value. Well, <laughs> maybe the no in the first inning. Yes. Maybe that's the only one yes. I would I, I would consider. But, look, Colorado at home, I, they're, if, assuming they hold this three-run three, uh, lead, Danielle, 20, they're 28 and 16 at home. They've been a good home team. It's just that they've been historically bad on the road mm-hmm. at 6-31 and 31 away from Coors Field this year. So, Oh, that's why they're sitting where they are right now. Yeah, well, definitely a no run in first inning I like to look at, but didn't come home today. There's been yes run in first innings all over the board. Uh, we'll update you on the Euro 2020 next, and we'll get into the Bucks Hawks series profile right here on My Guys in the Desert. to the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com and remember you can download the free oddstrader app right now and start winning with the up to the second info you need. Daniel Avari, Vinny Mayulo, and Jeff Parles back here on My Guys in the Desert. A little update on the Euro 2020. No games today, which Vinny said the sportsbook kind of missed today because, what did you call it? A pleasant surprise how yeah. soccer has gone so I far. I have to be honest with you and uh, we went over this with Jimmy Vaccaro the other day and it was uh, Chris Andrews is in last week. Euro 2020 has been a very pleasant surprise because the games are early and they uh, uh, they set us up for a, a, a comp- that day of complete wagering action. So a lot of times, you know, with a three shift town, you got folks coming in in the evening and uh, they're betting their their uh, their soccer. They get up or they, they get home and they're watching it, and then it just leads right into the uh, any day baseball and of course the playoff games and in, in the evening baseball. So Euro 2020 has been a, a very pleasant surprise. And I got up today and I was like, oh, that's right, we don't have a game for a couple. It's got to go through. Again tomorrow. I mean, we need it every day. And in the evening, they bet the uh, a Copa America. It's been very good, Jeff. Yeah, I, I would say so. And I, and Vinny, I, I can, without even looking at it, I, I, I bet I can be on what side you're going to need these next few games. You're yep. going to need that. You're going to need the Swiss early on Friday Definitely. morning against Spain. Spain. Yep. You're going to need the Belgians against the Italians. Let's not get like panicky. That. You know, there's certain things, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we, we will, but you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a, and there's then, a, uh, and then you'll need the Czechs and you'll need the Ukrainians. So, uh, but, but yeah. this tournament has been a, a heck of a lot of fun. Totally. I, that day where with Croatia and Spain and France and Switzerland, yeah, I, 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 for people that don't watch international footy a lot, that was the most insane knockout stage day of all time, basically in a major tournament where 
not only do you have two massive comebacks late in the game, you have two monster dogs who came back to, to force extra time. Croatia couldn't complete the comeback, but Switzerland obviously did winning in penalty kicks and knocking out the pre-tournament favorite in mm -hmm. France and the defending world champions. Yeah, and you had a, you know, you had a situation where 5 to 3. I mean, I think they just scored again. And that game was two days ago. But then, and then of course, it was 3-1 late. I, would have less than, I think it was less than 10 minutes to go in the France. Uh, it was both, both, both of them were 3-1 so, both, both in, in the last 10 minutes of regulation. It, and then here we are, right? So you, you mentioned it now. England is, is the new favorite mm -hmm. at 2-1, uh, at uh, followed by Italy at 3-1, to one, and then Spain right behind them at 7-2. Uh, uh, to two. But, yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, very, very chalky in terms of the betting. Uh, but that's but that's fine. I mean, and again, we have three different ways to bet. So you've got uh, you can bet the money line, you can bet the three way, and both of those two. I'm and sorry, for, the, and for uh, those the goal who are line, new, the goal line. For those who are new, yeah. three way is three way is either team uh, to to win the game mm -hmm. uh, within regulation mm -hmm. plus uh, stoppage time uh, or the draw at the end of Tied. 90 minutes plus the, stoppage yes. time. All right, but then yeah, you've got the, and you've got the total as well, yeah. and then we have the team to advance. So just the, the final score. So keep track of which which bet you made and the requirements uh, to cash the ticket. That That's a very key thing, especially now that we're in a knockout stage. Yeah. Because I'm sure, Vinny, you had on Saturday when Italy needed extra time against Correct. Austria and someone came up with an Italy minus one ticket and, or an Italy money line mm -hmm. ticket after the game, and they're like, no, you, you lost that because they didn't win in the 90s. In, in, again, 90 minutes plus stoppage time, doesn't, that doesn't include – the overtime or end or PKs are included mm -hmm. in team to advance. So that's, uh, that's what the, you want to make sure you understand. So if you're a person who bets totals in the NBA or elsewhere and you get burned on that overtime all the time, Not soccer here. might be your, your total spot that there you might you like. Go. Right. Even, right. Though, even though uh, the only game that would have been impacted total-wise would have been the Italy-Austria game, mm -hmm. which was uh, a nil-nil regulation and then three goals in the extra time. Three, yeah. uh, that, like Vinny said, the Croatia-Spain game, they're still st scoring goals a few days later in <laughs> France and Switzerland was 3-3 three, three too. So. Uh, Switzerland versus Spain tomorrow, or excuse me, Friday. Uh, Belgium mm -hmm. versus Italy also Friday. And Saturday we'll have the Czech Republic versus Denmark and Ukraine versus England. Any bets to be made on those games or the futures at this point? Again, all of them, uh, as I mentioned. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Bet all of them? Yeah, Send you can, right into the night the games? goal line, you can bet uh, the three way you can bet team to advance the futures are open so and the totals Man, I, i'm on a desk with two italians That's and right. i am so loaded up on belgian futures yeah well everyone be, loves a good waffle well to me the winner of that belgium italy game is going to win win the title that yeah. that's how i feel about it the italians haven't haven't lost in 16 straight matches which is a heck of a run and and the Belgians have their most, are again, in their most talented generation they've ever had. And they need, if they're going to win one of these major tournaments, it's got to be this year or next year in the World Cup. You'll never get out of the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are going to get to tonight's NBA game with JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst here at VEASAN, in the next block. So I want to take a look, though, at the Bucks and Hawks series here. So tied at two games each. 
Uh, winner advances to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Uh, BetMGM DraftKings, still no series lines up here, but Vinny, you have series lines for us. So that's because there's a lot of different scenarios and question marks here, right? So yeah. best case scenario, Trey and Giannis both play, but injured. Uh, there might be a scenario where Trey plays and Giannis doesn't and vice versa, or there's a scenario where neither of them plays. So you just outlined the three scenarios for the for, for the next game, right? Yeah. Now, now we have a best of three series. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I was on with uh, uh, with Tim Murray and uh, and Jeff last night, and we, we were talking about because it was right after the game, and you're trying to figure out well what is it. So we've got the game up right now with the um, uh, with the Bucks as two point favorite. We opened them at two and a half, yeah, and now down to two. Now that number. And I was uh, uh, talking to Chris Andrews before I came in today, and we were going over. It's basically with Giannis questionable to doubtful and uh, Trey Young as questionable to, to probable. So now, if all of a sudden you know you get word that Giannis is going to play, then there's going to be an adjustment to where the Bucks are not going to become seven, seven and a half, or eight like they were in games one and two because he's not going to be 100%. But you're probably going to see at least a four, maybe even a four and a half, and go from there. But the series price is now the Bucks minus 115 and the Hawks minus 105. That's a byproduct of a few things. Again, both players not at 100%. But there's also built into that the fact that, again, it's a, it's a best of three. One of them is in Atlanta. And there's exposure with the Hawks, frankly. I mean, in terms of the futures. You got to remember the Hawks at one time were 100 to one, and uh, and actually, uh, before the uh, the coaching change, they were 100 to one starting the season. But after the coaching change, and they started to uh, get uh, um, more near the top of the division, then the odds uh, went up, and uh, there's an accumulation of tickets on them right there. So basically, the series price is just short of pick them with the Bucks 15 cents and uh, the Hawks 105. So. Betting the rest of the series really, it, it, to me, is I don't want to call it impossible because you can find a way. Sure, there's but too many. There's too many. Marks. Too many. There's, there's just so many question marks because even if Trey Young can play tomorrow night, mm -hmm. how effective is he going to be? If he couldn't move before Game Four, how is a bone bruise going to really be better in two days? It's it's more than likely not. Giannis again. It it seems that he has escaped this significant knee injury. But a hyperextended knee, you're probably not going to be – you're going to be nowhere near 100% for sure. Right. But, mm -hmm. again, it's just one of those where, for, as a better, you have to have patience. You have to pick your spots. As, as you've said a thousand times, we have all the options, but don't bet all the options, Vinny. So yeah. uh, I, I, would, I would just steer clear of everything here. The only question mark, if you are insistent on betting this, is how good do you think the rest of the Hawks are because we Milwaukee does have the two best players after Giannis and Trey Young in this series. But Middleton, other than the fourth quarter of Game 3, has been a big disappointment in this series. Holiday hasn't done much either in this series. So if you trust Atlanta's auxiliary pieces that were phenomenal last night, maybe you do take a shot on Atlanta. That would probably be the only way I would look at it here, Danielle. But you want to look at... First of all, certainly the warm-ups, get a feel for the warm-ups. Yeah, and, and, and that's certainly what we're going to do. Uh, watch, keep, continue to watch reports and things like that. I mean, both players are going to do everything they can to go. But as of right now, game time decisions. But in our opinion, Trey uh, is probably more likely to play 
than than uh, Giannis at this point. But again, uh, we still got uh, today to go through and then uh, all of tomorrow. With that in mind, is there a scenario where you would want to grab a bet today, like the Hawks money line plus one twenty? Because if and when. Trey Young is announced, yes, he's playing, that line's going to move. So is there any bet to be made today without the information? Some folks, we- I'm sorry, some yeah. folks seem to think so because they took the two and a half already, and that tells you that the person that bet, that took the two and a half is, 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 believes that Trey Young is more likely to play and Giannis is going to be somewhat limited if he plays at all. That would be the way I would look at it, too. I think Young is more likely to play than Giannis. Again, that looked horrible last night, (laughs) the way that knee buckled the wrong way. But, again, uh, it's all wait and see here, Danielle. It it really is. And, uh, again, normally this has just been what this postseason has been, though. This has been an injury-laden postseason that has made huge impacts across the board, and it's impacted both teams in this series now. What it's done, too, in terms of the handle, it's not impacted the handle so much on game day, but it's impacted the handle between games. Mm-hmm. So today, because of the uncertainty of it, and we, you know, we see the same thing uh, in, in, the, in the Clippers-Sun series because of Kawhi. I mean, there's a pretty – we think that Kawhi's probably not going to play, right? I mean, he's listed as uh, – I think he's listed as out again. So – uh, you know, I don't think there's going to be a Willis Reed moment uh, uh, tonight. But the, by the same token, you have a situation where it's people are waiting, and and understandably so. You, you have to uh, uh, as a better and as a bookmaker, you've got, really got to watch and pay attention to what's happening. The in game is as fast as and, and furious as uh, as you can imagine, though. Giannis being out or Trey being out, what's the bigger loss for for the team? Giannis. Has to be Giannis. Giannis, just because yeah. of what you saw last Absolutely. night. Absolutely. So a even lot before, hanging on that. Yeah, yeah, even before Giannis got hurt last night, it was a 13-point yeah. Atlanta lead. Double digits, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Bucks-Hawks game tomorrow. Uh, as Vinny said, opened at minus 2.5 in favor of the Bucks, down to 2 here at the South Point. We'll talk about that game tomorrow for sure. But let's get to tonight's game next. We're going to bring on our NBA senior analyst, JVT, to talk all about tonight's game right here on My Guys in the Desert on v the Sports Betting Network. 